Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com, joins us on the High Hop Hotline. Fitz, hello. How are you doing? Oh, you know, we're hanging in there. We're doing okay. How about you, my man? Well, right before my very eyes on Friday night, I saw K-State try to sleepwalk through a game and pay the price. That was uncomfortable to watch. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't quite get it. I, help me out. I, I wish I could, but, yeah. I, it was. <clears throat> you nailed it, though. It's hard to understand how that happened. It's hard to grasp how now, if, if you subtract the pandemic season, that was so weird that K-State is one in four under Chris Kleiman after a bye week. So uh, whatever they're doing, don't do that anymore. That's just my that's my advice that I can give. Just don't do that anymore because uh, they really weren't focused on the game. They went through the motions. They didn't look engaged at all, and it's, it's hard to grasp. And I think some butts were chewed on Saturday at the uh, Veneer Complex. What what is this offense right now, and and what is Will Howard? What do you see uh, from him? What gives you hope? What what uh, leaves you somewhat discouraged for the rest of the season uh, for Kansas State? It's clear he's not the same quarterback he was last year, and that's got to be tremendously frustrating for him because it's also frustrating for anyone observing. But I think a big part of that you can't count on these receivers; they they just aren't open or available and even more troubling we saw on Saturday or excuse me Friday guys not really running their routes if they didn't think the ball was coming to them they were mailing it in and just jogging through a route which is unforgivable for any receiver and then they weren't prepared when the ball did come their way Um, if these receivers that they're playing can't get it done they're going to have to look down the roster and try some young guys and and I know Chris Kleiman said he didn't want to insert a guy like Avery Johnson into that hostile environment in the middle of a game. Um, but, you know, if, if the guys who should be equipped to handle these things aren't handling it, then why not just go with some young guys? I know that that used to be the sentiment that a f- true freshman quarterback was, would never see the field. And I, and I get that. that. That was once the way of the world. Uh, But Avery Johnson's a special case, and uh, I guess those of us who are down here in the Wichita area who have watched him play just know how electric he can be, and this team could use a little bit of electricity, couldn't it? 
Yeah, that's what I get back to. I know a lot of people are clamoring for quarterback change, and, and I don't think you're to the point of doing that. Um, but I do think he should be used like he was at Missouri, and I'll just say it again. I said it after Missouri. They didn't use him enough as that running threat. Um, the fact that he wasn't prepared to come into that situation, that falls on the coaches. That falls on their scheming and, and a lack of preparation for this game because Oklahoma State let Will Howard run for more than 100 yards. What would Avery Johnson, Avery Johnson have done in that environment, just you know, keeping the ball and, and running? And maybe it would change the way Oklahoma State had to defend with him on the field, and that would have shuffled the deck a little bit. I know this, they needed to try something they needed to shake it up in some way, and that never happened. Do you think? Did you think we'd be at the point uh, in the, at this point in the Big Twelve? There were only three games in, but it, it, everyone just about looks mediocre. I guess outside of Oklahoma, which is which is undefeated and and played well against against Texas. What does that say about the Big Twelve? I guess, and and how how much damage uh, if K State turns it around can they do in this conference? Do you think? Uh, great question. And I think we're seeing it all across college football. I, I just feel like college football as a whole isn't as good as it has been. There's not as many dominant teams um, in in the nation. And certainly we're seeing the Big 12 where apparently the two exiting are going to make a statement as they go out the door, a statement they haven't been able to make for a few years. Um, but I, I think the Big 12 is wildly entertaining. I know that. And every week is self-contained. You can stink one week and come back the next game and, and have a whole new opportunity to be good. We saw that with Oklahoma State. They lose at Iowa State. Sure, they had an off week to help prepare. But in the end, the next game out, they played much better. So if you're Kansas State, you have to hang your hat on that. You played horrible. Maybe this got everyone's attention that you've been leaving. It was easier than it was last year. You had a fight every moment to become big 12 champions and they hardly even fought at all at Oklahoma state. So now the benefit of Oklahoma beating Texas is you can bring and truthfully tell your guys, Hey, we control our own fate. If we want to be the team that, that we can be, we're capable of, we can win all these games and go back to the big 12 title game. It's a hard sell for the fans after watching that. But if you're the team, you certainly believe you still control your own fate and you just got to start taking care of business. It starts with a tech team that all of a sudden is playing much better football. So K-State was flat on Friday night, losing at Oklahoma State in a game nobody I, nobody saw that coming. Uh, no. Meanwhile, up in Lawrence, KU rushes for right at 400 yards and a 51-22 win over a decent Central Florida team. Who's the better team right now, Kansas or Kansas State? I think right now it's it's Kansas because they have a sense of who they are. You know what I mean? They they understand. Yeah, we're we're a little uncertain at quarterback, sure, uh, but we can do this with our backup. They, they've kind of defined themselves a little bit better right now than Kansas State has, which is kind of hard to believe if you're a K-Stater. Uh, but I'll say this. Um, everyone's going to run a, the ball against Central Florida. Until UCF figures out how to tackle and, and uh, get players to the ground because a lot of that yardage was after contact. They just, they're, they're bad, um, and they're getting worse with injuries. Um, so uh, let's be honest, the three of us could have come up with that game plan for Kansas. You got Jason Bean, UCF can't tackle, let's just run the ball. Uh, but they did it extremely well, and now, they ironically, 
They also follow K-State now to go to Oklahoma State, and they've got a good lesson from K-State what not to do. They learned from the UCF game, this is what we need to do. Now they know we can't go to Oklahoma State and be flat. We were great. We ran the ball at will, but that may not translate at all to this game. Um, So it's going to be fun. I mean, the irony is Kansas pulled the hard schedule. They have both Texas and Oklahoma, something very few teams in the conference have on their schedule. Uh, and so that's just a huge game looming for the Jayhawks. Tim Fitzgerald, our guest, gopowercat.com. It's, uh, uh, you should, uh, if you're not a K-State, uh, if you're a K-State fan and you haven't subscribed, you need to do that immediately. So here's, here's a question, and then I know uh, football requires 22 players, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Uh, one player normally doesn't make a world world of difference, but did Deuce Vaughn? What was his contribution beyond being one of the best running backs in the country? Do they miss him in other ways? I I think they do. I think he he was clearly kind of a uh, security blanket. You know what I mean? They they knew well if something goes wrong, Deuce can solve it. Um, and there's a lot of truth to that, but. I don't think this was about the players and how they, re, you know, how they played. I, I just don't think the coaches had them ready to play. They simply didn't. I, I don't think they had enough in their game plan to adapt. They were pretty sold on what they could do, and when that didn't work, they didn't seem to get out of it. Um, yeah, I think this was just an all an overall failure of Chris Kleiman's program. He knows that, um, and he's going to get that corrected. I think, you know, again, a, a big problem for K-State is – they don't have enough guys making dynamic plays, and I'm talking about the receivers mostly. They're just not very good right now. Now, listen, I'm not going to be an overreaction guy because those guys stink. But that's you're so an overreaction. <laughs> I'm going to say this: uh, when you say that that Chris Kleiman's going to get this corrected quickly, and and I he may he very well may do that. Uh, I did. I was. Pretty. Uh, I was around a lot when Bill Snyder coached at K State. I don't recall those words ever be being uttered. Bill Snyder's going to fix this. It was already fixed, wasn't it? Yeah, you're 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 right in a lot of ways. And also, I I feel like um, the games change at the transfer portal, and and being able to reinvent yourself in a year. And, and I feel like uh, teams teams don't appreciate that there's talent. Our players don't appreciate there's talent everywhere on these teams, and, and anyone can come and get you. It's always been true, but I feel like the portal now is so true. You can't take anything for granted, or you're going to lose to someone you never expected to lose to, and that's what happened to K-State. But how they took for granted beating Oklahoma State in Stillwater, I'll never understand because Chris Kleiman still hasn't done it. Tim Fitzgerald, our guest. So what you just said there brought to mind a question because earlier in the show we talked about how college football, I don't know if you used the word down, but we we said there aren't any really dominant teams. I would agree with that. But then you just said all these teams have really good players. So is it, the, is it a matter that more teams have good players and it's harder to uh, be exceptional in this day and age of the transfer portal? Yeah, I, I think the backups are transferring to be the starters at, at other programs, and that strengthens that program while weakening the other program because they don't have the same level of backup. 
there was a certain sense of stockpiling talent at all these schools. Um, but now the guys can say, you know what, I want to go play. I, look, I love winning a national title or an SEC title or a Big Ten title. I want to play football. And these guys now have an easy way to get up and leave and go somewhere where they can play. And, we're, you know, we've seen it at Colorado. We've seen it at Kansas. We've seen some programs really use the transfer portal to their advantage and elevate where they they should be in the normal arc of, of a building a football program that's been able to be accelerated tremendously for coaches now with the portal. So I was going to ask about basketball real quick because we had media day here in uh, Wichita, the American conference. I don't think the big 12 has had that yet, but I'm sure it's coming. I've just been surprised by the lack of love that Kansas state is getting. And I know that they lost their two best and most dynamic and exciting players, but it just seems like uh, there's, there's enough residual left and Jerome Tang, even uh, this early in the career, having a little bit of a, a reputation that, maybe K-State would uh, show up on some of these top 25s or others receiving votes. Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised by it, too. Um, but then again, that might just play right right into what he wants to communicate to his team, that last year didn't matter. We got no credit for last year in the polls, and probably rightfully so. We, um, we're, people are still looking at that as maybe a fluke. Let's go out there and prove them wrong. But um, – you know, we talk about how good the Big 12 is in football. It's not really that good this year, but it's competitive. Uh, yeah, Big 12 basketball is just brutal. And if you're a voter from the East or West Coast, how many Big 12 teams do you really want to put in your poll? How far down do you go? Um, so, I don't know. I think this place you can't take advantage, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I feel like we figured something out in this interview. It was a, it was a good one. I'll get back to you when I completely know what it was. Okay, Fitz? <laughs> Exactly. Um, I I really don't know what to say about um, what Kansas State put on the field at Oklahoma State. I kind of feel like aliens came to visit. And you're asking me to describe them. I don't I don't know. I don't, I'm not used to seeing this. It's, it was a weird weird performance by K State. Yeah, and they got another another challenging game coming up against Texas Tech. So we'll see. Thank you, Fitz. Thank you, boys. Good to talk to you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.